Welcome to the Covenant Experience Podcast. At Covenant, we are growing passionate followers of Jesus Christ who serve all people. If you live in the tri-state area, we welcome you to join us on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. You can find more information about us online at covenantexperience.com or call us at 304-876-2212 with any questions. And now today's message. Amen. Good morning, Covenant family. It is good to see you. Uh, if you're a guest with us, my name is Joel. I'm one of the pastors here. If you are not, if you're part of the family, this is actually the last time I have the privilege of standing before you for several weeks. Uh, and so you as well as Amy and I have some exciting weeks coming up. They are weeks of preparation for the next seven years. And so we are really, really looking forward to that. I want to just say thank you. I know I've said that before. Uh, this really is for the church's benefit as well as the pastor's benefit. But Amy and I both recognize not every church does this for their pastor. So we are incredibly grateful for that. We promise to be good stewards of the time that you're giving us and to be prepared. So that especially me uh, to come back to, to serve you well. I also want to say that we're not going to be totally absent. You will see us. I know I've I have advisors and people, you need to make the break and you need to never, ever, well, listen, this isn't just my job. This is my church. So I, you'll see us. If we're not in the country, if we're not out of the country, you will see us. Uh, I know there's going to be a week when Pastor Bob Roberts is with us. You will see us then. Uh, but there's one particular week that I want to mention that I want to see all of you at, and that is the weekend of September 9th and 10th. My friend, Dr. Chuck Lawless will be with us. That is an entire weekend dedicated to the subject of spiritual warfare. Uh, and it's going to be a very, very critical element to the question, frankly, of whether I, whether you, whether we will be ready for what God has for us in the coming days. And so uh, make plans to be here that weekend and not to miss. There's a breakfast that uh, Saturday morning. Uh, if you don't, I don't know exactly how the communications are going down, so forgive me for that. But I've already given very good instructions to our staff to make sure you have a very easy way to get signed up for that. That should be coming next week. And so block out your calendar, be here. That is incredibly important. Uh, and Amy and I will look forward uh, to being with you as well. And today we finish out our Ask Anything Summer Series. I, wanna, I just want to say thank you to those of you that have submitted questions. My apologies to those of you for whom I could not get to all of the questions. Again, if you subscribe to our podcast, know that there are some special editions coming dealing with several uh, of the questions that I didn't have time to get to today. But one of the reasons, and I think you'll all understand this, that I didn't have time to get to all the adult questions is because last week I dealt with the questions that came from our student ministry. And today I am going to address the questions of our covenant kids. So before I invite them up, because they're actually going to join me, I just think it's more fun, don't y'all, when they're up here with me. If you work with our covenant kids, and I, I do want to tell you one caveat, if you don't see a large crowd of them up here today, a large number of them are at Skycroft uh, right now, and or at least they're on their way back. And so we're, we're excited. We make really good and serious investment in our children around here because we really believe that just in a few short years, you know, 15, 20 years from now, they're going to be running this joint. That may be something for you to think about. If you volunteer with our children or serve on staff in a way that serves our children, would you stand and let this church family thank you for what you do? Yeah. Thank you. Y'all bunched up together over there. 
like a posse or something. So um, this is not glorified babysitting. When we ask for help in this department, it's discipleship. And so when we deal with some of these questions today, I think you're going to get a picture of that. It's one, it's one of the reasons it's good for us to come under one roof. I know yeah, usually our attendance drops a little bit when we do this. Some of that is, it's not all that, but some of that is parents are like, I don't want to deal with my kids. Your kids need to be exposed to big church. Amen? They're going to be coming in here one day. You don't want to teach them by example that this is not a place for them. And so that's why we do this. Is so not just to give these folks that you just saw a break, but to, to be able to, to invest in them, to let them experience this. But today, they're going to be center stage. So if you're one of our kids, I want to ask you to come join me up front here. I want everybody moving once. Yeah, you lead the way, buddy. Come on up here. We got a few of you. Parents, you can bring the kids on. All right, well, it was just a few. Y'all can sit on the steps or whatever. I'm going to do something that is very high risk. I'm going to turn that microphone on, and then you guys can, uh, you know, hang out. How are y'all doing? Did any of y'all ask any of these questions? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's, let's deal with them. How are you doing? It's good to see you guys. They look good, don't they? How about these people out here? Do they look good? All right, you guys want ice cream a little bit? Is that really why you came? Yeah, ice cream? Okay. So here are some of the questions you guys asked. Okay, you ready? What kind of questions do you think kids ask? How about this one? Why did God create nuclear weapons? Which one of y'all asked me that question? Because I'm not letting you ask any more questions ever again. No. All right. So, are you curious about that? Maybe, sort of, kind of. All right. So, somebody asked that question. Why did God, why would God allow this, really? I mean, that's the question, right? And y'all know there's a movie out. I wouldn't recommend it for your age, but some of your parents are going to watch it about the guy that invented the atomic bomb. Uh, anybody know what his name was? J. Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah. Can y'all pronounce that? No? You're not worried about it? So, so he invented this, this, this thing called the atomic bomb. And, and back in a, a war about 80 years ago, uh, this country actually used that. And it, and it raised all kinds of questions about whether or not we should use something like that. So whoever's asking this question is saying, like, why would God allow that kind of thing? So, so here's what you need to know. You need to know that, that because we live in a world that's filled with sin, we take God's creation and we sometimes use it for things we shouldn't use it for. Right? Everything God created is good. Y'all, your teachers teach you that, right? Everything that exists was created by God, and it was inherently good from the very beginning. Now, um, we take it and use it for bad stuff. You ever taken something and used it for the wrong thing? Anybody ever done that? Sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, so I did that. You want to know, like, did you know that I've been married to Miss Amy for 29 years today? In spite of... Um, and do you know, she stayed married to me in spite of what I'm about to tell you. Here's, here's what happened. How, how many of you, you got a mom or a dad and they sew? They've got a sewing machine or they've got like, anybody? Got anybody like that? How about y'all? Who sews in here? How many of y'all know what good scissors are? <laughs> so can I tell you what happened? There's a scissors, there's these pair of scissors that apparently 
you're only supposed to cut fabric with, like my clothes or your clothes. You're not supposed to use it to cut anything else. And a lot of years ago, Miss Amy walked in on me and caught me using her good scissors to cut open a cardboard box. And I mean, I didn't know what, what, right? So what did I do? I took a, I took a good tool and I, I actually ruined it. I didn't realize that you're, and they're expensive as it turns out. Hey, why do you pay that much money for something? Anyway, um, so I took something good and I, and I used it, I used it for something bad. And so weapons exist uh, because we live in a fallen world. Now that doesn't make the weapons evil, all right? A anybody in here own a gun? Maybe not you guys, but maybe your mom and dad, all right? Um, and so I, it's not wrong to have one of those. Again, we live in a fallen world and sometimes you might have to defend yourself or your home. I hope that never happens, but, but weapons are not evil. But when we're talking about a nuclear weapon, that's something a lot bigger than a pistol, right? That's something really, really serious. Um, and so there's a lot of struggle that goes into that. And all of that exists, that even that movie that just came out is about a guy, the reason he built it was because he was afraid our enemies might build it first. So the whole thing is, was based in fear. Did you know there's never been a weapon that's ever been created that, that wasn't created because somebody was afraid? Like, that's why it exists. And the reason we fear is because we, we live in a broken world. That doesn't make even those weapons bad. Um, but it is something to think about. It makes this question really, really good. And here's what we know. When Jesus returns, he's going to take care of all of our fear. And he's also going to take care since, since, you know, if you take fear away, you don't need weapons anymore. So all of that. There's a passage in Isaiah 2 that says every weapon that's ever been used to attack another person is going to be basically melted down and reformed into plowshares like farming tools and stuff like that, that there, there's coming a day when we won't have to worry about violence anymore. So I think the best answer I can give you is that God doesn't create evil. Uh, and even nuclear power can be used for good stuff. You know, some of us, are, our homes, our electricity, we get it because of nuclear power. Nuclear power does all kinds of wonderful things. You can also use it for bad stuff. So God didn't create the evil. We don't know exactly all the reasons why he allowed it, but we are promised that one day he's going to end it. Um, and we can all look forward to that. So after that, the questions got easier. Are aliens real? I have no idea. What do you all think? You don't think they're real? Okay. You seem pretty resolute about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Who thinks aliens are real? Come on. You go, okay, there's a few of you. There you go, all right. Who doesn't think aliens are real? Yeah. Who is like, I'm not answering this question because <laughs> I'm afraid there's some kind of incriminating element in this, right? All right, so this was actually a really good one. Why do they call Good Friday Good Friday? I, I thought this was, because it's good. Yeah, well, it is good, actually. It's, it's really good. But what happened on Good Friday? You guys remember? It happened three days before the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, Jesus died. How did he die? He died on the cross. Yeah. How did he get up there? Yeah, somebody, they killed him, right? Yeah. So, so how do you, like, that? this is a really good question. Like, why do we call it Good Friday? Because really, something really bad happened. 
on that day. But sometimes bad stuff happens so that good stuff can happen. You ever been to the dentist? Yeah? Did you like going to the dentist? <laughs> okay, these are not answers I was expecting. Who, is there anybody here that doesn't like going to the dentist? Is it because they give you free stuff when you're done? Like, do you go to a pediatric dentist and you get, like, suckers? And No, you just like going. Okay, well, good for you. Good for you. You'll have strong bones and healthy teeth until you're 90. Wonderful. Um, I don't like going to the dentist. I don't like going to the dentist. If for no other reason than, than they tell me throughout the year that I need to be careful not to pick anything. Like, don't pick your teeth with, like, sharp metal objects. Don't chew ice. Don't do that. And then, and then when I go and sit in his chair, the first thing, first thing he grabs is a sharp metal object. And he starts scraping, and it's just, oh, it's awful. But I probably still have my teeth because I go through that experience, right? I, I probably I haven't had as many cavities at, at the very least. And so let's think about Jesus' death in this way. It needed to happen because the penalty for sin is death, and so somebody has to die for what we do. And the second thing is Jesus allowed it to happen. Sometimes we think Jesus was a victim, but, but he wasn't. He came willingly, and he gave his life willingly so that we wouldn't have to die. We wouldn't be separated from God. Um, and so what Good Friday is, the reason we call it Good Friday is because it shows that God really does love us, that he was willing to go through something very bad, and even at, at its heart very wicked, they plotted against him, they conspired against him. They murdered him. But he allowed it so that we could be saved. So he did that for the greater good. So we call it Good Friday, not because everything that happened was good. Much of it was very bad. But because, um, because of the good that came out of it. Now, here's another question. Did Jesus have any siblings? Who's got brothers and sisters here? Okay. All right. Y'all are okay. Y'all always get along? Okay. That's okay. I've never met... I have a brother, he's 43, and he's an idiot. <laughs> and, and I'm actually traveling tomorrow, I'll probably, I'm having dinner with him tomorrow night, and I'm gonna tell him I said this, just in case he's not watching. And uh, no, it's funny, you get, you get in fights sometimes with your brothers, your sisters, your siblings, and then, but then nobody else can touch them, can they? Because then that, that's my brother, that's my sister, you, you come after me. So. It, do you know this, the answer to this question? Did Jesus have siblings? He did, didn't he? Yeah. His brothers are actually named in Scripture. One of them, in fact, wrote a book in the New Testament. He was his little brother, and his name was James. Then there's Joseph, there's Simon, there's Judas. And then it doesn't name his sisters, but in, Mar in Matthew 13, there's actually mentioned, like passing reference to the fact that he had sisters. So Jesus had a actually was part of a really big family. He had a lot of siblings. Now... What he did have, though, and I think this is important for several reasons, he had half-brothers and sisters. Do you all know the difference? A half-brother or a half-sister is the term we use for someone who has the same, one of their parents is the same, but the other is different. So, like, maybe you have the same dad but a different mom or the same mom but a different dad. Um, sometimes we call that blended families. So if, if, if someone has lost their spouse to death or maybe there's been a divorce and a remarriage, uh, a lot of kids now grow up in that kind of environment. Well, it wasn't because of divorce. It was because of something else. But Jesus grew up in a blended family. So every other sibling in that house was his half-brother, half-sister. You know why? 
Because God is his father. Yeah. Joseph was his adopted father. Joseph was everybody else's biological father. Um, anybody ever been told, why can't you be more like your brother or your sister? Sometimes that kind of hurts. Can you imagine if Jesus were your older brother? Like there would actually be legitimacy to that. Why can't you be more like your brother? You could look at your mom and go, why can't you be more like it? Right? It's crazy. Um, so here's another one. Will Satan be saved? Um, that's a really good question. It does have an easy answer, though, uh, and the answer is no, he will not. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Uh, the scriptures tell us there is no provision of redemption for the angels who fail. And then in Revelation 20, we're told what's actually going to happen to Satan in the end. Any of you guys remember that story? What's going to happen to him? Yeah, it's not going to be good. He's going to be thrown into what Revelation 20 calls a bottomless pit, uh, and that there's no way to change that outcome. Now, that sounds really harsh, but I think it reminds us of something. The promise and the provision for salvation is to the human race. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever is believing will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's speaking of us, those of us that are part of the human race, no matter what gender we are, what color we are, where we come from, uh, God's, God has provided salvation for us, but he didn't provide that for the angels who fell. And I think at least one of the lessons that can come out of that is we just remember, nobody really deserves this, right? Uh, we didn't deserve it either, but God provided it for us. So it, it reminds us again about how much he loves us uh, that he did provide a way for us because he didn't have to. He could have left us to ourselves just the way that, that he did uh, the demons. Here's another one. Why can't everything be closed on Sundays? And then in parentheses, Chick-fil-A is yummy. I agree. Um, so in the Old Testament, there's this command that you remember the Sabbath day. What day was that? In the old, yeah, it was Saturday. It was yesterday, right? All right, so now we're, we're living in 2023. What day is that now? No, that's good. good I, mean, I understand why he said that. It's still Saturday. The Sabbath is still Saturday. You know why? Because Sabbath means seventh, and the seventh day is Saturday. Sunday is the first day of the week. Even in our Bibles, it says that Jesus rose to, from the dead on the first day of the week. Uh, and so when we look at this idea of the Sabbath, Jesus rose on a Sunday, which is why the church worships on Sunday, primarily. But did you, did you know the early church used to worship seven days a week? They get up really, really early in the morning and worship, and then they go off to work. And then on the first day of the week, that was kind of their big day of worship, and, and they would do that. So Sunday is not the Sabbath. It's never been the Sabbath. It never will be the Sabbath. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, it is important that we get together and that we worship God on the first day of the week because this is what the church has done for 2,000 years. Um, so you need to do your best to be here, but those hard kind of rules like we had under the Mosaic Covenant, Jesus fulfilled all of that, and so we don't have to, thankfully, we don't have to. What did you all do yesterday? Saturday. Nothing. Okay. Well, you can do nothing. That's an option. You stayed home? 
you play sports. Sometimes you play sports, right? Football season's coming here at Covenant. Anybody here playing football? No, you are? Okay. So that's, is that okay? Like that's a Saturday, that's the Sabbath day. Yeah, and, and the answer is it is okay because Jesus fulfilled all of that promise to us. But it's important still to worship and to gather, and we do that on Sunday here. And secondly, it's also important to recognize the reason for the Sabbath day from the beginning. So those rules under Moses, Jesus fulfilled all of that, but then Jesus said something else. He said that the, the reason the Sabbath was created was for our benefit. Hey, these kids are coming back from Skycroft. Y'all welcome them. Can you do that? Come on up. Y'all didn't know you were going to be on camera, did you? What's up? Look right there. See that green light right there? And say, hey, everybody. Watch him from home. All right. So, um, so come together and worship. And then secondly, you, you want to get rest. The reason that God created the Sabbath, Jesus tells us, is for our benefit. God didn't create our bodies for nonstop, never quit, never slow down. One seventh of our week should look very different. We'll live longer. Our spirits will be in better shape. We'll have less stress. We'll be able to, to worship God more faithfully and to do that. Um, and so uh, just remember that. And Chick-fil-A is indeed yummy. And, and Chick-fil-A gets this, right? That's why they give their employees Sunday off is because they know, you know, we'll be a healthier company if there's actually a, a rhythm of rest along with the work. And so you work six days, you're active six days, and then you, you power down for one-seventh of your week, and, and that's the way God created our bodies. Um, hey, Rip, I think I got through all your questions already, and then okay. you walked in here late. But can I out you? Can I say which one you wrote? Okay. Are aliens real? What do you think? Okay. Well, I didn't know either. I just thought maybe you'd have an opinion on the matter. So, okay. All right, here's the last one, and then I'll give you guys a chance if you want to talk a little bit. Is it okay to wonder if God is real? Now, that was a really, really good question. I think it's kind of natural for you to think about that stuff, especially if you're like an older kid. You get to like age nine, eight, nine, ten. What's happening is your brain is developing. You're able to think more complex thoughts. And so you start wondering, like things you used to take for granted, you wonder, you know, is, is this real now? And so, yeah, I think it's okay. I, I, I think it's okay because the more you think about it at your age and the strong, I mean, the more deeply you think about it, the stronger your faith will be later in life. If you just bury that and go, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can question that, then by the time you get to be 17, 18, there's going to be like bigger issues in your life and, and you're going to wonder even more. So I think it's perfectly fine to wonder if God exists, to talk through that. I, I will tell you this though, don't, don't go through that question without other people in your life. Okay. And that would include your parents, your mom and dad and mom and dad don't freak out when they come to you about this. Okay. Cause here's the deal. God exists. He is. So a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old questioning that changes nothing, and it's okay, right? Let, let them struggle through that. God's big enough to handle. I mean, yeah, can you imagine the weight of the stuff we throw at God? The weight of the stuff I threw at God just this past week, he can handle it. 
So he can handle someone this age wondering and, and, and as a means even of, of strengthening that child's faith. So your parents are there, your grandparents are there, your, you, you, your, your children's leaders are there to take those questions. Um, and and it, it, you've got your pastors as well. We can help you have that conversation in a healthy way. Um, and I think about, I don't know how many of you were here last week, but I talked about this some because this question came up with our teens as well. We have very good reason to believe that there is a God and that he loves us. Um, but one of the things that makes him big and powerful and somebody we can always come to is he's not afraid of questions like this. So I think it's totally okay. All right. So what'd you guys learn at Skycroft? Anybody want to share anything? Uh, no. Okay. All right. What'd you learn at Skycroft? Uh, well, I learned lots of things that God loves us and we sang some songs. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else want to follow that? Sorry. All right. You good? Does anybody else have any questions? Here we go. You hold it. Um, I'm really the question I have is, um, say if uh, people in third world countries that like don't don't allow religion. They go to heaven or hell? Yeah, man, that's a really good question. So we work in a lot of places around the world, like you're talking about. And so let, let, me, let me say um, our Bibles tell us that the problem that all of us have is sin and that the solution for that sin is Jesus' death and resurrection, right? Um, so people have to know about that in, in order to receive him. Uh, that makes it really important that we, we spread that message. Um, now, it, can God be gracious? I mean, there's a lot of questions there that I, I can't answer, but I can tell you this. We have an assignment from him to do the kinds of things that we're doing. And so as a church, um, we, we probably won't have a final answer to that question, but we should be doing everything we can to make that question unnecessary. Does that make sense? Because once somebody's heard, now it's on them. Uh, to do that. Um, I, I will tell you, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to think through. Uh, because it, it would be like if, if someone had cancer, but they'd never heard of cancer before. And they'd never heard of the treatments for cancer. And they'd never heard of, you know, in order for them to be cured of cancer, they, they're not going to be cured simply because they don't know. Somebody actually has to go to them with the, with the cure, right? Uh, but man, that's a, that's a really good question. Anybody else have a question? Going once, going twice. You have a question? You good? You guys are behaving incredibly well. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, let me pray for you. And then uh, you, who's ready for ice cream? All right. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you for these young men and young women. I thank you for their parents, their grandparents. Uh, Lord, I thank you just for some time to be kind of easy going, have some conversations up here address some of their questions. They've asked really good ones. And Lord, I know there's spotlights and cameras on them right now, but Lord, I pray that when all that's turned off, that they would continue to have the courage to ask those questions of us, those of us who are their pastors and deacons, their, their small group leaders, their, their kid uh, volunteers, and, and ultimately their moms and dads and their grandparents, Lord, 
And, and may all of us grow together as a result of these questions. We thank you for your clear command to suffer the children to come to you because it really is, uh, they emulate uh, to the rest of us, according to your word, the kingdom of God. Uh, so Lord, thank you for the opportunity to invest in their lives. Bless them and bless their families and bless our church family in Jesus' name. Hi, everybody. Pastor Joel here, and I am so glad you stopped by. I pray this podcast helps you in your walk with God. And if you're listening with questions about faith of any sort, God is not afraid of those questions, and neither are we. Join us any Sunday morning at 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning. If you're new to our area and looking for a church home, I hope we'll see you soon and have the opportunity to welcome you properly and personally through our doors. And if you live in the tri-state area, but you're already a part of one of the other phenomenal church families here, I pray this podcast has been a great addition to the primary teaching you already receive from your local pastor and that you've been better equipped to serve your own church family. So let's all go make Jesus famous this week. Share his love every chance you get until we meet again. And God bless you.